Welcome to the Patrick Henry Podcast. This is John Hulsman with our usual podcast on what ails the mainstream establishment in the world, the price it is going to pay for its incompetence, and what's happening. Today there was a fascinating poll that came out from the European Council on Foreign Relations. So the polling numbers were from July and, and August, but the poll came out here in early September, looking at, looking at what 18 months of lockdown have wrought for Europe. The mainstream has decided that lockdown is the answer to everything. Originally, as you might remember, lockdowns were instigated to flatten the curve. This was said over and over again to give the medical establishment time to not be overwhelmed so that although there would be COVID cases which couldn't be stopped, what would happen would be the curve would be flattened, those cases would be staggered, and this would allow the healthcare systems to deal with them. But like every bad policy, this has moved from being a simple idea and has morphed into something else. I learned from my time in Washington, anytime a policy's rationale changes, that policy probably isn't working very well. And that's indeed what's happened with lockdown. This was an utterly reasonable beginning that we that we flatten the curve and save the healthcare systems. But it has now become an answer to every single problem of uncertainty we have relating to COVID. Worse, the mainstream, particularly in Europe, has decided that this doesn't matter, that people will endure any amount of nonsense, remain locked down, and that things will proceed merrily as before. But 18 months in, the European Council on Foreign Relations, the ECFR's polling numbers, shows a very different situation indeed. First, 75% of all Europeans, and these were polls across Europe, Several thousand people were polled, so it's a very good poll methodologically. 75% of Europeans feel less free um, after the pandemic than before it. Um, Only 22% still feel really free in their daily lives. This is down from before the pandemic when about 64% of Europeans felt free. So there has been a gigantic sea change during uh, during these 18 months, where before the pandemic, 64% of Europeans felt free after these endemic lockdowns throughout Europe uh, that have been panically on again, off again, on again, off again, uh, we find most Europeans looking at their establishment and saying it's both incompetent and authoritarian, which is probably the worst of all possible worlds. And it's gone from a 64% favorability rating where Europeans feel generally free in their daily lives to a whopping 75%. The vast majority of Europeans feel less free after the pandemic. And that, that's new weather that everything else is going to have to exist in. And this is a fact that I don't think the European uh, mainstream parties counted on. Secondly, there is a gigantic generation gap in what's going on. Uh, I've talked about this at length and written about this at length, that eventually younger people are going to wonder if it's worth sacrificing their futures economically, educationally, in terms of job advancement, in terms of social interaction for COVID death rate that is frankly quite manageable and that the price paid doesn't equal the savings. And at the beginning, we were told this was horrible, that we hated old people, people who said this when in reality, we're trying to balance against forces in society. And by making everything be about uh, older people, There has been a great duress put on younger people who've been forced to give up their social interactions, their economic livelihoods, and indeed their educational advancements 
all for relatively low rates of uh, death and sickness now, primarily clustered among over people and older people. And in fact, one of the things COVID is, it's overwhelmingly clustered among older people. And that this, that this has been that one segment of the population, which perhaps ought to have been quarantined, is now being sacrificed uh, or salvaged for the sacrifice of another group. And this was always bound to lead to grief, it seemed to me. And now we have numbers to confirm this. Among the un- under 30s, 57% say they are directly affected by COVID. 57%. For over 60s, only 35% feel directly affected by COVID. So over half of the under 30s, the younger people feel that they've been affected educationally, socially, um, and in terms of their economic advancement, whereas over over 60s, only one third feel directly uh, involved in this process. That is a gigantic difference. And so younger people increasingly feel sacrificed for their parents and grandparents in an incredibly unfair social trade. So we have the beginnings of a 1968-like movement here. We have restive younger people increasingly feeling unfairly put upon within a milieu where three-quarters of Europeans feel less free than than before the pandemic. And these are gigantic changes uh, from what we saw before. And increasingly younger people know who to blame about this, 43% of under 30s, 43%, which is a significant number, feel that governments have either imposed lockdowns to falsely look as though they were in charge of the situation, that the situation was under control, or were doing it to directly control them. So 43% in terms of the ECFR's polling are either suspicious of government or are accusing government of using lockdowns to control and stifle them either to look as though they're in charge or to directly control them. That's a gigantic number. 43% in effect are saying their governments are not to be trusted. Uh, This compares with only 25%, sorry, it's 20% among over 60s. So one in five over 60s think governments are either using COVID lockdowns to assert a false control or directly controlling people, as opposed to more than double, 43% of younger people. So we have a milieu where, in general, 75% of Europeans feel far less free. We have under 30s feeling by a majority that they are deeply affected by COVID. This compares to over 60s who only one in three feel this way. And fully 43% know who to blame. They're either suspicious of government, falsely trying to assert control, or directly controlling them. And this is quite a staggering narrative across the board. There's a final piece of the puzzle that needs to be looked at here. And this is what's happened with populist parties in Europe for the last year. In general, European populist parties of the far left or the far right have looked with deep suspicion upon mainstream governments, but often from an authoritarian point of view. The far right, you know, in France, wanting increasing control, say under Marine Le Pen, or the far left, places like Podemos and the Spanish government, wanting government to do more. Um, And so traditionally, they have been for more government, even in Europe, which is government heavy, rather than less. This contrasts with libertarians in Europe, who have been a small group up until now, who, of course, want less government. But over the last year, a very strange thing has happened. The one thing that populists in Europe and libertarians have in common is a distrust of mainstream parties. 
Now, when you add in that many of the young in Europe see government as responsible for their misery, as them having sacrificed their wherewithal for older people without ever voting on it, this ever being discussed, this being imposed by diktat, by mainstream governing parties, you're finding populists in Europe finding common cause with libertarians for the first time. The authoritarian populists are willing to cede that government is doing too much and is dominating people's lives, which of course is from the longstanding libertarian playbook. If this trend continues and European populists move away from their government-heavy authoritarian approach and fuse more with a libertarian approach, you have the beginnings of a period of great tumult, even revolutionary fervor in Europe as populists unite with libertarians to jointly accuse hapless mainstream governments of locking them out down indefinitely, either because they don't know what else to do or because indeed they want to control them outright. These two brands, the people who are suspicious and the people who are accusing. But this is a major shift in European politics that is not complete and hasn't happened yet. But if it continues, populists who've been authoritarian throw away some of this authoritarianism to join with libertarians in Europe, both of them distrusting the mainstream parties that have caused them so much misery over the last 18 months. And this leaves out a final piece of the puzzle, that in many European countries, the full economic bite that comes from what's happened with COVID, the debt spending in an already debt-heavy Europe, how much more debt can Europe take on without it economically affecting it? The true economic cost of COVID has yet to hit many European countries. Who is most affected by this? People just entering the workforce, younger people. So you have a perfect storm in line here that bears incredible watching and mainstream Europe hasn't happened, hasn't seen this at all. You have everyone feeling more unfree, younger people feeling they've been sacrificed their futures for older people without this ever being democratically discussed, voted on. Often this is imposed authoritarianly from above, from governments, governments being blamed for doing this and European populism now increasingly aligned with libertarians to demand that governments stop doing this across the board. This indeed is the new populist danger to mainstream Europe, and it bears watching. And these poll numbers back up what I have been writing and thinking about for these last 18 months, that there will be a gigantic political and social price to pay for lockdowns, that they are not a painless remedy, but indeed, mainstream European parties are storing up a world of hurt for the immediate future. Thanks so much for listening to the Patrick Henry Podcast. We try to bring you cutting-edge, new, interesting information about the perils of establishments throughout the West and the rest of the world, and do so in an interesting and fun manner. If you like this, please subscribe. Um, and those of you who have subscribed, again, I'd ask you for the price of a Starbucks to up your free subscription for $7, the price of a monthly Starbucks, to include us in your lives, because this is an honor system and we are providing you with interesting, creative, cutting edge analysis that almost no one else is doing. I love doing this with you, but we need the honor system to work. So for the price of a month's Starbucks, we can continue doing more and more of these and digging at what's coming next in the complicated, fascinating world we live in. So please do up your free subscription to our $7 yearly subscription. Thanks very much and look forward to the next.